This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. So we're back and we have one of my dearest friends on today. And before we get going with this, I always want to remind you to go to Sherwood.tv, find out what's happening next, who's coming next. So subscribe there right now because you don't want to miss anything. And I don't want you to miss anything in this episode either. Sarah Bowling is back in the house with us. So Sarah, thanks for joining us again. Yay! I love <laughs> right. hanging out with you. I was that first interview with you, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's amazing. He's so it's- good. Man, I feel so grateful. You have this brand new book, and I got to read it recently, and I am fired up about it. It is called, Hey God, Can We Talk? And I can't tell you how many times I've asked that question. Like, So, uh, Sarah, what, I mean, you talk about these honest conversations, kind of talk about how you lay those out in the book, because personally, it was freeing to me. So go ahead with that. Yeah, and and I I think sometimes we have we struggle to have honest conversations with God. For some of us, we have like religious upbringing, so you know it has to have some structure and some you know protocols to it. Some of us that don't have any religious upbringing, it's just intimidating. Like how <laughs> how are we gonna talk? Or sometimes I think we struggle to have conversations with God because we're embarrassed, um, or we think that, you know, like we're mad at God, but, you know, we don't want to hurt God's feelings, you know, or we don't want to be disrespectful, you know? Yeah. So I think sometimes we have these like hangups um, in terms of having a conversation with God. And I think too, it's important to think of conversation in terms of dialogue and not just one, one way, one, one sided. Um, and I think that's a really essential piece because I think a lot of times we'll give God our shopping list you know, do this, 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 and then we check out and we don't give God the opportunity to, Hey, like to give you some feedback on some things. <laughs> well, you kind of talk about that in a sense in, in the book. And I want you to go into some of those conversations that you talk about, because you did a brilliant job of doing that. Um, I have my copy right here. And so to prove to everyone, I read this thing and I read it straight through in about four hours. I read fast, but I tell you, I was gripped by it all. And you mentioned in the book, you know, in a nutshell, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason, which I thought was cool. Um, Listening more than talking, perhaps, but take us through some of those conversations and maybe, maybe even if you want, what is your personal favorite conversation that you talked about? Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, the very first conversation between God and a human um, happened in the Garden of Eden with Adam, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think most of us were familiar with the story, you know, God makes Adam, does, creates the world seven days, you know, all that stuff in Garden of Eden, you know, and then he tells Adam, don't eat the tree. That's not a conversation. That's God giving him instructions. And that, you know, that's one way. I get it. But the very first conversation is when Adam who lived in this like perfect world everything was he's got perfection everywhere Mm -hmm. and he the one thing one thing don't eat the forbidden fruit the one thing is exactly what he does Um, he totally royally screwed up I mean royally screwed up this wasn't like oops I forgot to trim my fingernails this is like bad and I love this conversation because that's true for every single human. Every single human has royally screwed up. Mm -hmm. 
end of story, full stop. Um, we have all lost the plot. <laughs> yeah. We have all, the uh, Australians say, spit the dummy. You know, I mean, we have all completely royally screwed up. And at the same time, we do what Adam did, right? When, when we have screwed up, we pull away from God. We drop out of church. We stop reading our Bible. We, you know, we're embarrassed. We're ashamed. We unplug from our Bible study group or Sunday school. You know, we just, or we, you know, we withdraw, we hide, we're afraid. This is, this what, exactly what Adam did. He was hiding because he was afraid. Um, it's no different. This is human, <laughs> human tendencies, whatever you want to call it. And yet God reaches out to Adam. And this is what I want for my readers in this book as well is God reaches out to us in our royally screwed up state. Yeah. Well, you brought and that doesn't, up a couple times. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And he, he, and God doesn't say, what were you thinking? How could you be such an idiot? What is wrong with you? You're a total buffoon. I put, I set you up golden. How could you screw this up so bad? God doesn't do any of that. Because God is always, always looking to reach out and reconcile. And so he says to Adam, where? Where are you? Mm-hmm. And it's not what or how. It's where. And God already knows where Adam yeah. is. I mean, like, obviously. But this is a relationship question, not a condemning question, not a belittling question, not a shaming question. It's relationship. And I think we have to all start at that place. And in, in the book, that's, I, I really, when I did this chapter, I was so, I wanted, I felt God so writing through me. I want to reconcile each person who reads this, who has shame, who's embarrassed, who's disconnected, who's isolated, who's withdrawn, who's, who's disappointed in themselves. You know, they're just, you know, how, all, all that. I want to write through you, Sarah, mm-hmm. to connect them back and have the conversation. It's okay. Let's talk about what happened. <laughs> yep, you messed up. Let's talk about it. And let's not talk about it from shame on you, you know, mm-hmm. none of that. Because that's not, you don't see it in that conversation between God and Adam, God and Eve. You don't see any of that. Mm-hmm. You just see this heart of a father saying, I want to reconcile you. Come on, let's repair and let's redeem. We can we can work through this and and come out on the other side. And God does that for each one of us when we royally screw up. God says, let's work through it and let's come get closer together from the royally screwing up rather than further apart. And I like the way you write it because you do use those words, royally screwing up in a chapter heading. And I, you know, I ask you, there's a there's an angle there that I kind of want to go in. Like it's almost a royal screw up, some of these cultural barriers we have. You know, so in your opinion, why did those get sort of stuck in our system, in our culture? And why is it really important for the readers and even listeners today to understand that God wants this real, normal sounding relationship? Well, you know, I think I think first and foremost, we have to consider that we're made in the image of God. Right. So God made us in God's image. And if you look at God, God is inherently social. There's three of them, (laughs) Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's three. So they're by design social. And additionally to that, it says that 
Bible tells us first John that God is love. So if God is love, God love needs a recipient. Love love continually expresses. And 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 to that, love is in engaging and connecting and reaching out. And so I think those are important things to consider when we when we think about a conversation with God. And and I think our cultural tendencies or bends, I think I think the enemy works a lot of times in our culture, trying to shame us, trying to disconnect us. I mean, you look at what the enemy does. The enemy deceives. Yeah. That's Jesus says it. It's his native language is to lie. The enemy accuses. The enemy condemns. The conversation between Eve and the serpent, did God really say, you know, plants doubt and questions mm-hmm. and uncertainty and r- really works well with fear and accusation. And he's the accuser of the brethren. So stuff in our culture, in, in the Christian culture, there's a whole lot of accusing. There's a whole lot of condemning. There's a whole lot of judging and criticism and shame. Yeah. And I don't think that comes from our Heavenly Father. I think that's the enemy working in religious culture to disconnect and to separate. And Jesus Jesus didn't put up with it. <laughs> Jesus lit up all the religious people. I mean, he was, he was after them like, man, he completely went after them. And he was ruthless. But for the for the heart of love, trying to dislodge some of that separation and the gaps to say, I'm here to bridge the gap and reconcile and redeem, repair, reconnect everybody. This is my heart. So he was very passionate about that. And I love watching him do it. And speaking of passion, you know, I've said before many times that religion is a fatal disease and it's terminal, you know, and I, I mean that. But, you know, I want when we were together several months ago. Personally, yeah. I watched you as you were telling me this book was coming and you were excited about it. And now I'm seeing the reason and I'm seeing this passion come forth. I want to hear it from you, though. And I think our leader, readers want to hear that and our listeners want to hear it. Why are you so passionate about this book and why do you think it's so important for everybody to get your hands on? Well, because I think God wants to talk with us, wants us to talk, wants relationship, ground zero, relationship, relationship relationship has to have conversation and the deeper the conversation the deeper the relationship and so this book it's it's passion my heart and i felt holy spirit writing through me as i was writing it like hey sarah i want each person who reads this i want them to see these things in their life as opportunities for rich deep conversation and to develop deep relationship and connection not to see things as hindrances or obstacles or or insurmountable barriers, but really see them as springboards, mm. launching pads for some deeper conversations, deeper relationship, and and more authentic connection with God. So writing it, man, I you know, I, and I'm so excited for people to read it yeah. because I just I sense that in this God is speaking and inviting each reader to something deeper than they've ever had before. Mm-hmm. Well, I would tell you from a personal perspective, and I don't mind saying this right now. I'm not, you know, like we talked about this before we went live. You know, it it really helped me a lot. I, I'm telling you honestly, I'm, you know, I've known the Lord for a long time, and He's known me for even longer. But the bottom mm-hmm. line is, um, man, I mean, all of us can stand improvement in our communication, and really, I think you did a really good job of painting the heart of God with this, with a real cool 
um, dialect, as you wrote, is very easy to understand, very easy to read. It wasn't challenging at all. It wasn't overly, it wasn't religious. It was just straightforward, royally screwed up was part of the conversation. I really got a chuckle out of that. You know, you talk about at the end of each chapter, there's these things called conversation starters. And I, I found those very profound. What is a conversation starter? Yeah, I love it. I totally loved writing these too, because some of them, it's, it's, it's a real practical, like, how do I start a conversation with God? How do I join that conversation? And so what I did was at the end of every chapter, I introduced a new conversation starter. And some of them are timeless. Like I took some from like the Jesuits, the examine. And I'm like, woo, that's a horrible word, examine. Nobody wants to examine anything, right? I'm thinking, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to look at myself anymore. I'm like, done. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but that conversation starter, I mean, it's rich and it's deep. And honestly, Mark, I use it almost every day. I mean, it's part of my time with God. And then another conversation starter, you know, looking in the Bible in terms of the Lord's Prayer. And then another conversation starter was something called Lectio Divina, you know, reading and seeing yourself in it. And then the activity one, the one like, okay, let's say that you're an active person and you you walk or you swim or you ride your bike or whatever. You can have conversations with God using that activity as a springboard for the dialogue. I don't know how many times... I used to swim a lot and I would go like long distance swimming and doing chalking off laps, you know, and just talking with God, like boom, boom, and just mm -hmm. loving the boom. Yeah. The activity helped settle my heart and my mind so I could have that fun dialogue. And then I used one creativity using creative stuff as a, as a platform for a conversation because some people are super creative, whether it's poetry or painting mm -hmm. or sculpting, or those are fantastic mediums for conversations with God. So I love these conversation starters because I think they're just very accessible and, mm -hmm. and very applicable to a reader to say, and some of us will like gravitate more towards some than the others. And that's good because yeah. we're all unique and celebrating the uniqueness instead of trying to be cookie cutter and all the same. We don't need to be that. You know, I, I found myself gravitating towards the one that when I'm doing an activity and many times, and this is true, I'm not just saying this, but in the middle of an activity, you and your family and your mom would come to my heart and I would send you a text message in the middle of activity. And you notice those morning ones, I'm typically doing something, but yeah, you know, it's really, that was really struck a chord with me a lot. And then the examine one was one I thought, man, I'm going to go through that. And the Lord's prayer was powerful. It was just, it, that one brought me to tears in the middle of reading because I, I tried to put myself right there. You know, I was trying to experience yeah. the moment, you know, while Jesus is talking to his disciples. What is your, yeah. um, I mean, you're going to, you went through all these, you did it right. And God used you, but what is your favorite? What one do you use most of the time? The conversation starter. Mm -hmm. Is that the one I ask him? You know, Mark, um, probably the one that has been the most, deep for me is the one with Holy spirit mm. and the verbs from Romans eight. Yeah. Um, I do that pretty much every day. Mm. Um, and it, it, you know, breaks me down. Right. I mean, because this speaks to the very depth of me and the connection with God. Um, and, and in it, you know, there, I wrestle it's not this that everything's always like smooth, you know, flowers and beautiful. Mm -hmm. I wrestle too. 
because there are parts where I'm like, hey, I don't like this. You know, I'm struggling. Hey, you know, this is hard for me. I don't know. I don't I don't get it. And and I don't I think writing this book help has helped me to not shy away from that. Um, and some of that honest and even when I'm upset or angry or hurt or disappointed or what the heck's happening, you know, um, it's been helpful, really helpful. Um, so for me on a personal level, that's probably my currently my favorite. Yeah. But if you would ask me like five years ago, it probably would be something different. <laughs> well, it's, it's powerful to hear. And, and, and I think you'd agree with the concept that some of the best teachers, speakers, authors teach, speak and write out of their own personal pain. And it's that painful experience that we have. And I really appreciate the raw emotion that you just shared because it's very true. I found myself going through that same thing as I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I've, what am I missing here in the depth that's available for me to have that relationship with Holy Spirit that I need? Um, I'm sure a lot of people that, you know, have read this book and have given you feedback. Uh, Do you have a couple of testimonials or experiences you'd like to share? Um, I have another friend of mine. She read it. She's like, every chapter I read, it was my new favorite chapter. (laughs) And she's like, then I had to read it again. So she's like read it like twice because she said it's just so, so much good in it. Um, So, and I've had people say, you know, the stories, it's easy to read. It's accessible. It's very relevant and also easy and and insightful. So that's what I want in my heart is like, make it relevant, you know, insightful, but that we can read it and it's not just like way up you know theological and complicated and (laughs) hard with big words i don't need that well i like i like how you did it because the style was smooth and folks again it's hey god can we talk I, i need you to get this book guys i'm telling you because it's that important um many times sarah and many times with our listeners we all deal with that shame guilt fear um self deprecation kind of concept, beat ourselves down, verbally speak negative against ourselves. Um, You know, I think um, this book would exhibit um, really timeless wisdom. So when somebody goes through this, somebody reads this book and really digest it as as such as you're talking about the testimonies you've heard and what I've told you, Um, somebody for the first time, what can they expect? What's going to happen? Yeah, I think when you read it, I think you're going to probably laugh some, you know, because there's some funny stuff in there and some funny stories, which is good. I think um, it will also um, soothe, be soothing to the soul. Um, I think there's some good raw honesty. Another friend of mine said, I appreciate how honest you are in this, Sarah, because it it feels like it gives me permission to be honest, too. Um, and so I think when, when somebody reads this, they're going to connect with the Bible, um, and see that it's not some whack book that's too hard to digest or how do you read that stupid thing? It's boring and irrelevant, you know, 2000, 4,000 years old, what no modern, a person can read and read this book and it'll help them see, Hey, Bible's got some good practical stuff. That's timeless. It's not just for 4,000 years. It's timeless. I think too, as somebody reads this. They're going to get some tools um, and some resources and some some thinking about, hey, God's inviting me to a conversation and being more aware of that invitation and participating and yielding, saying yes to the invitation and participating in it. 
So I think it'll help a reader have a deeper walk with God, a more intimate, honest, um, and really kind of take take their conversations with God in in new new places um, and greater depths um, than they've had before. So I think it's pretty excited for it. I mean, excited for the readers. Well, and, and certainly I think it, it too, just to tag on what you said and affirm what you said, the idea that it um, it shows um, perhaps a different side of God or a side of God that people um, haven't thought about before because of those cultural barriers we mentioned a few moments ago. And they're, mm-hmm. they permeate our society. You know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I've heard it said when I was a kid, I'll never forget this. You know, somebody's in the church and, and they would want somebody to pray. And why do they want to pray? Because they pray good. I've heard that before. Yeah. And it made me chuckle. I remembered those stories as a child. So it was yeah. like, that was a good speech. But is that a prayer? I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. When when you're talking to God like this, Sarah, and I want you to break this down for people, because many people think that a conversation with God is these, these prayer moments, these little individual moments. But it's not like that at all, is it? Isn't it like a 24-7, 365 communication process? Is that how you would describe it? Yeah, I do. And I think too, I think sometimes people struggle with that. They're like, well, I don't know that I can have this continual dialogue with God. You know, is God like talking to me all the time? And how do I process that with other people talking to me, you know, text messaging and phones and you know, like, I don't know, I can't, can't do all that. But I think for us to appreciate that God is continually with us, and so there, there's always the potential for that communion, always the potential for that awareness of presence. And, you know, I, the closer the relationships that you have, I think the more it's okay to be, to have com- what I call companionable silence, mm-hmm. you know, where you just enjoy each other's company. And I think that's, you know, when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, um, at his darkest time, right? I mean, he's going to go to the cross and he invites Peter, James, and John to keep company with him. And I, I just find that, that Jesus invites us to keep company just Mm -hmm. to hang out. Let's just be together, you know, and, and we, it's good to have the dialogue, good to have the conversation, good to have the communion and all that. But at the same time, we can enjoy each other. We can have um, communion fellowship. And I, I saw even this little stuff. I, I was watching a couple weeks ago. I was sitting in my chair by the big window in my house and there was a bird that was perched, you know, all the trees are totally naked now. Right. So all you see is branches and there's this bird on the very top branch and the branch is totally vertical and the bird is on top like this. And it's fascinating because the wind is blowing and I watched that bird stay there I timed it. It was like, I think almost nine minutes just doing this. And I was watching that and I felt like Holy Spirit said, you know what, Sarah, no matter what the winds blow, I still got you, Mm. you know, and you may feel like you're perched on a little tiny edge here, but you're balanced and I've, I'm inside of you and I've given you tools and resources and help and just to kind of balance with the wind and and move with the changes and the fluid. And I was like, wow. That was amazing, right? I mean, like, phenomenal. And it wasn't like I was out, you know, preaching or doing a deep Bible study. I just watched this bird and felt Holy Spirit start talking to me because of watching a bird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sounds kind of goofy, but it was really powerful. No, I agree. And and you mentioned something powerful, and I think it's worth repeating 
the creator of the universe, the maker of our souls. He just wants to hang out with you. Come on, man. How cool is that? Right, right. And that that right there is like, in my mind, is like a mic drop. I mean, yeah. I don't even like hanging out with myself, right? Like, <laughs> seriously, I'm like, woo, you can pack that away. I'm so tired of this. You know, but but God doesn't get tired of me, doesn't get tired of keeping company with us, enjoys, enjoys, enjoys us, like laughs and things were funny and yeah. <laughs> gets a kick out of like doing life with us. I just think that's astounding. It's amazing. And I'm sure he asked sometimes, what do you think you're doing? What do you, what do you, what was that about you moron? You know, I mean, we, we tend to think God has got all these big words. He's waiting to throw down a lightning bolt and stab us with it and uh, clap a thunder to startle us. That's not how he does it all. You know, Sarah, you've written a lot of books. Um, well accomplished, well-studied author. This book, is it different than the rest? And if so, how? different um i think it's a lot more it's a lot more personal i think i kind of unzip my heart in this book more than the others i think too i like the breadth of it because it spans like both old and new testament uh for for god i i like it too because i think it is a lot more relevant a lot more practical how do i apply it um with every single chapter um and i think it's i think it's very very I think it's universal in the sense that stuff that every human goes through, this book speaks into all the stuff that we go through. Um, and so I think that each reader will find, that, you know, various, various chapters. Oh, that's what I'm going through. Oh, this is what I'm experiencing. Oh, yeah, I totally relate. So I think it's just very universally relevant, no matter who you are, or what's happening in your life. You know, Sarah, when I when I got my hands on this thing, you know, the hey God, can we talk? I will tell you, I found it intriguing to myself when I was reading this that the way God used you in this was to literally show me how excuses that I put why God couldn't love me and have conversations with me. Yeah. I've done the same thing that those uh people, those yeah. biblical characters that you went through. And you yeah. discussed conversation. It, it almost was, I, I found it where, you know, God was cutting away our excuses that we make why we can't spend time with him and why we're not good enough. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting because I think, and I, I kind of come back to this often in my thinking, the prodigal son, that's a parable Jesus talks about. We, you know, we always think about the kid that ran away that squandered all the wealth. Um, but the, uh, there's also the kid that stayed home and did everything right, you know, and qualified, mm -hmm. qu qualified himself. But both boys were separate from their dad. Yeah. One, because he did everything wrong. And the other one, because he did everything right. Right. Mm -hmm. But the father didn't change. The father's behavior was the same for each boy. The father went out to the one who had squandered all the wealth and celebrated, hey, I'm so glad you're home. And the kid's trying to keep him, you know, I'm not worried. Stop with all that stuff. Bring a ring, robe, you know, sandals, you know, all that. Mm -hmm. But the father also goes out to the one who does everything right. And he's like, hey, why are you hanging out out here? And the one who did everything right is like, dad, I'm, and he, he speaks like a servant. 
I served you. I kept all your commands. Mm. I did all the right things. And I, I am angry with you because mm. you've treated the other, my brother with a lavish love. And you shouldn't do that. But he doesn't recognize that the father is treating him with lavish love. Mm-hmm. Not based on anything he did. He's like, son, everything I have is yours. Come home. Let's be family. Mm-hmm. Why do you? Why are you excluding yourself? Why are you withholding yourself? I'm out here to reconcile you. No matter all the good things you've done, it's not based on what you've done. It's because of who I am. I'm your father and I love you. So stop excluding yourself. Stop pouting and setting yourself on the sideline and just come home. Let's be family, right? I think that's the father's part. Come home. Boy, that's just so powerful. Come home. Two words. Come home. You know, Sarah, we've talked about this book. Um, Hey, God, can we talk? But we haven't said where people can get it. (laughs) So how do people get the book? I mean, that's important, man. And I really encourage people, seriously, Put this book not just in your hands, but put it in your heart. It it, it it it's been a blessing to me, and I can't recommend it more highly. And I'm going to um, prove that with a, a really great Amazon comment that um, is well deserved. So, uh, Sarah, where can they get the book? Sure, there's um, a website called HeyGodBook.com. Um, and that's got like a downloadable chapter. There's some videos on there. And so you can kind of get familiar with it there, but then there's like Amazon, of course, um, you can get it off of our website. I have a Sarah website. Um, so lots of different places. Um, I think probably the easiest is, you know, going to be Amazon. Cause I think we all just between Amazon and Google, like we kind of got that baby wrapped up. I think we do. We kind of go there for everything, including shopping. I think sometimes we probably ask Google more questions than we ask God. Da 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 da. Pun intended, right there. So oh, that's totally you know. true. Um, so we'll make sure we put all those websites below there. Um, the Amazon link, of course, SarahBowling.com, because I want people to experience you as a person, as I know you, and I feel really privileged and honored to do that. And then HeyGodBook.com. That's wonderful. We'll make sure to list all those things down in the show notes and really go there and, and, you know, follow Sarah and, and Sarah, you, you have uh, social media, I guess, through that action, right? Talk about Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. All the Instagram, uh, YouTube, have a really fun YouTube channel. Um, and interviews, great interviews that I love doing those, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just great. Um, so lots of, you know, all the Twitter, the only thing I'm not doing, what's on TikTok? I'm not doing TikTok. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't mentioned that area either. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure it sounds a little weird right now. I'm thinking clock. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have some, my kids like it, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I did, I'm just struggling to keep up with what I've got. So, well, Sarah, you know, you've, you've written this book and obviously, you know, I know you, you're a hard charger, man. You ain't going to stop at anything. So wh- what's next on your agenda? If you can share any of that, what, what are you visioning next? Yeah. So I'm working kind of on a, a series called the conversations with Jesus. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's going to be really interesting because Jesus had conversations with four groups of people. He had conversations with people that I called the reverent people that were respectful Mm-hmm. or religious, whatever you want to call them, the religious. Um, he had conversations with renegades. 
you think about Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. He was a good, he was a renegade. I mean, like seriously. But Jesus had conversations with him. He had conversations with the sinner woman, the woman caught in adultery. Yeah. He had conversations with the Samaritan woman, right? In John chapter four, he had conversations with renegades. He had conversations with receivers, people who received miracles, mm. right? So whether the ones that were like got all the bread and fish multiplied, you know, or yeah. the guy at Bethesda, you know, the, do you want to be well? And he's like, I've been trying to get up for over 30, you know, and, you know, and all that. So he has conversations with receivers and then he has conversations with what I call relators, the relationship. So it's his disciples, the closest followers. Mm -hmm. And so I'm working on that. And it's kind of, I was working on it this morning and I was like, huh, this is going to be really interesting. I think it'll be cool. I think it'll be kind of thought provoking and like, hmm, wonder what you're going to do, God. I'm interested for the journey, right? <laughs> I think that's awesome. So you're going to have people wondering at the end of this podcast, which which one of those R's am I? <laughs> right? I know, right? I, I, I don't know. Want to be a I rebel. I don't, I don't, the same. Yeah. Well, you know, Sarah, I, I just appreciate you. And, um, you know, one more time, Hey God, can we talk? Get it. It's, it's, it's really, um, anytime you can invest in a relationship, it matters. Anytime you can invest in a kingdom relationship, it's life altering. And I really find this, um, just, it was very freeing as I shared with you earlier myself. And I, I just want to thank you for that. And I know many of our listeners are going to thank you as well. Um, you know, Sarah, always, uh, as we wind down, you know, I always want to have people, um, you know, share what's on their heart, uh, whatever's God's leading you to. There's people out there right now. They're going, you know, that book's for me. Um, I know it, that word's for me, uh, come home. That's for me. What do you have to say to those people right now? You know, I think let's let's hear it in our hearts. And if you remember on the road to Emmaus, mm -hmm. um, Jesus was talking with those two disciples mm -hmm. and they didn't realize it, you know. And, but they said, did not our hearts burn in us like a holy heart burned? Mm -hmm. And so I would say for each person listening, you know, that little holy heart burn, you know, that little wow, you know, that really that really resonated. Sit with that sit with whatever is giving you the holy heartburn sit with that for some time and give it give it some time to germinate and to have some some dialogues and some reflection you know i referenced me watching a bird for whatever nine minutes you're like that's just <laughs> dumb well it might be dumb for other people but for me at that time it wasn't it was very powerful and i would just invite each listener to kind of sit with whatever you sense holy spirit talking or just kind of whatever plinged in your heart and your in your thoughts and your soul and give that a little opportunity to just kind of breathe breathe in with that and let holy spirit speak to you and kind of let it absorb into your soul not just kind of Ooh, you know that was hot and then move on to the next thing let's pause you know psalms always talks about sila yeah pause and think you know and i think that we would be wise to do that when especially when we sense something resonating in our heart hmm Let's give that some some time to germinate and resonate. So that's what I would say. That's powerful. Sarah Bowling, you are a gift to <laughs> the world because you're willing to allow the creator of the world to work through you. And uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to know. It's a pleasure to call you friend. And, uh, man, get 
the book, please. It's that, yeah, I'm telling you, it's worth it. Sarah, thanks for joining us again. Um, boy, uh, this is our second interview, and they're always so fun. They're awesome, and uh, yeah. I appreciate you very much. Right back at you. Completely, completely love hanging out. Love getting to chat. I mean, it's just fun conversation. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you, Mark. It's so good. Well, folks, there you have it. Sarah Bowling with her new book, Hey God, Can We Talk? Uh, get it. We'll have all the links in the show notes. And we can't wait to see you next time. Remember, always subscribe to Sherwood.tv. Find out who's what's coming next and what you need to know. Free stuff abounds. But right now, I want you to focus on, hey, God, can we talk? Get that. All right. We'll look forward to seeing you next time. All right. Bye for now. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv.